just me this week because uh, Helen and my uh, schedules with work got kind of bored, and we are recording this on Friday instead of Thursday like we usually would because this past Thursday we went to see the Markiplier You're Welcome show in San Francisco, so that was really cool. But it also meant we left work early, drove to San Francisco, and were in the city until like 10 o'clock, and then got back home at 11, and then had work today on Friday and didn't have time to record. So it's just me, Helen is at work doing makeup time um, because she doesn't have enough sick time or vacation time, I don't think, to put it in or she didn't want to, I don't remember. So she's doing makeup time until like 6.30. So I'm here by myself. So let's get into it. Not a whole bunch in Kingdom Hearts news, like actual news regarding releases and all that. I believe it was either today or yesterday that was the Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Japanese release anniversary, so that's pretty cool and a little weird that it's already been out a whole year. Other than that, you know, there's a whole bunch of merch that I'm not gonna get into because that'll take up the entire episode again, and I don't want to keep doing that to you guys. Um, so instead, we'll get started on our recap thing. So I know most of you guys probably didn't make it to the stream because I posted the episode and streamed the day after, and I don't know if anyone got to listening to the episode that day, but just so you guys know, we are streaming every Saturday on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash feministlarkscene. I'll have the link in the episode description and everything like that. Um, I will also be posting the links to our Facebook and Twitter and Tumblr when we are uh, going live or getting ready to go live so you guys can get in. We're probably just gonna be, you know, continuing what we were doing. So what I started this last Saturday is Birth by Sleep. Like I said last week, I'm pl we're gonna be going through all the games in chronological timeline order just to sort of keep all the pieces in place and it makes the most sense to me, I don't know. But I'm going through everything on crit mode, so it might take me a little longer than usual, um, and I'm doing that because it's the easiest way to unlock all the story elements. Cat, stay out of the laundry basket, I swear to god. Also, the cat is locked in, he in the bedroom with me while I record because I don't trust her and I don't have anyone to help me supervise her. So if you hear me making comments to the cat during the episode, that is why. But anyway, yeah, crit mode for probably all the games, crit or proud, whatever is the highest, so I can get the secret endings to rewatch and go over with you guys. Um, I started with Terra because I know his route is theoretically the most difficult, quote, quote, I know it was pretty difficult for me, but I crashed through the first few worlds pretty quick. Terra's begin- the beginning of his route is super easy, like, even though I was level grinding a little when you first leave and go to, uh, Enchanted Dominion, I think is what Sleeping Beauty's world is called, because you pretty much- you go there, you fight some stuff, and then you fight the boss after Maleficent tries to make Terra- or- does make Terra take Aurora's heart. So we got that, and Terra had his first ever crisis, you know how it do, because he's like, oh shit, this crazy weird witch dragon lady is controlling me. And basically we move on from there. What I notice is that, and I probably remembered this from the last time I played too, but Terra's first link D-Links which I never use in any of the games because I don't like using that battle strategy, whatever, is that his first one is with one of the villains. I know it doesn't stay that way, obviously. He, when you go to, um, 
fucking castle of dreams, I think, is what Cinderella's world is called. You know, he forges a D-link with her and all that, but most of his, or more of his, than Ben or Aqua's D-links are made with, like, the villains or the darker characters, you know. But I guess it just, you know, goes to show to his characterization and speaks to what they would have been setting him up to be anyway, or what they are, what the story is setting him up to be, I should say, to be not quite a villain, but, you know, he has that conflict in his heart, as stated in the very beginning, when he fails to pass his Mark of Mastery exam. You know, Ericus says, oh yeah, I would have named you Master in, an in, in a heartbeat, but you did this thing wrong. And because, you know, Terra can't keep the darkness in him in check. And all we know is that- Cat, stop trying to get under the bed, I swear to god. Hold on, guys, I gotta go grab her. Okay, I'm back. Um, I have Cat now. Because she's trying to get under the bed, despite the fact that we have a piece of plastic put in place to keep her from going under. Anyway, uh, what was I talking about? Terra and not passing his mark of mastery exam. Um, so, you know, he doesn't pass, and that is essentially the start. Obviously, you know, Master Xehanor being there doesn't help. He's obviously there to stoke Terra's insecurities, which really, that's all, that's all it really is. What are you looking at, kitty? Oh god, you farted! Gross, cat! Thank you! Okay, so now she got herself free from my hold, I guess. God, that's nasty. Fuck. You're gross, cat. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry about that. Um, but you know, like I was saying, uh, Xehanort's there to stoke the insecurities. And what you'll notice, you know, in parallels between Riku and Terra, obviously, you know, Riku didn't have the Mark of Mastery exam thing, but they both have those same sort of similar insecurities, where Terra has those insecurities because he was not able to pass his Mark of Mastery exam with Aqua, and, you know, obviously, at the very beginning of the game, Ven's all, like, pumped up, like, yeah, you guys are both gonna pass, and don't climb on the printer, I swear to God! you brat. And, you know, they're both hyped up and thinking they're both gonna pass, and Aqua's got like, yeah, these good luck charms, and we'll pass, and all this. And I'm sure, you know, Tara is very excited to be taking his Mark of Mastery exam and hoping to pass. And what I do notice is that when they, when uh, Tara and Aqua were fighting each other, and that little spark, or flare-up, I guess, whatever you want to call it, of darkness pops up on his arm, he doesn't acknowledge it like it's the first time he's seen it. Which, you know, I don't know if that's the case or not. But the way Ericus addresses it as well, you know, it seems like this might not be the first time that Terra's ever encountered this issue, I guess, with controlling the darkness. But that's another thing. But like I said, it goes back to the insecurities that he has. And if it's not the first time that he's encounter not being able to suppress the darkness in him. You know, that's more insecurities, more things for Xehanort to manipulate and bring him over to not the dark side. Not the dark side. Not Star Wars. But you know what I mean. So yeah, I mean, he, he just, he's got so much potential and it's so easy for Xehanort to manipulate him. And you can see, like, I don't know, I've played these games a bunch, so I guess I already can pick up on, yep, that's that's where it's going wrong already, right at the very beginning. But I guess even since Birth by Sleep, Stop That was a, um, not like the first game released, I still think, you know, 
even if it had been, it would have been obvious that Tara was not meant to stay a good character or, you know, a good guy, whatever the hell you want to call it, the whole, the whole way through. Like, I think it would have, it might not have been as expected at the end that Xehanort would take him over, but since that's not how the game was released and it wasn't, you know, the first one ever released, we expect that and we see it coming. So, with Tara, it's just, I see... I guess a lot more of the nuances of his already falling towards darkness. Obviously, you know, if the if the Wayfinder trio had all left together and stayed together, I think he would have been definitely a lot better off because he would have had Aqua and Ven there not only to keep him like in check or whatever you want to call it, but they would also be there to be that support system that Ter that Terra doesn't have the rest of the game pretty much. But Riku, you know, I was mentioned I mentioned earlier, I feel like they have some similar insecurities that Riku does have that support system with Kairi and Sora, you know, even though in KH2 he hasn't seen either of them in like a year, but Kairi still knows it's him like right off the bat, and then she makes Sora see who he is with the little hand touch, whatever you want to call it. As soon, you know, obviously as soon as Sora sees that and Kairi sees that, they're both like, oh my god, it's you, it's our best friend, and I'm not saying that Aqua and Ven weren't similar to that. In fact, I think, you know, given the chance, they would be very similar to that, but they don't have the chance to be that support system that Terra would need to help, you know, fight the darkness. And whereas Terra didn't, I guess, know that he could channel the darkness the same way Riku did, for him, the way he was taught um, under Ericus, it was all or nothing, all or nothing, and I think that also affects the fact that Aqua it can't really do anything either. You know, obviously at the end she wants to save both of them still, and I'm sure hoping that she will, because boy, if that trio don't get no fucking happy ending, I'm gonna be real mad. I'm telling you what. The thing with Terra is he just, his fall in the beginning is very subtle. He's very against it. And right now, obviously, I haven't gotten to Radiant Garden yet where they meet back up for the first time and they fight the giant unversed, which I'm not looking forward to that fight at all. It will probably take me several tries unless I level grind for a while. But before that, those first, in those first three worlds, Terra is questioning, you know, why does Xehanort want to do this? Did she, did Maleficent really see him? He's trying to collect these pure hearts? What? Like, he's still questioning that. But later on, you know, obviously, the more and more Xehanort gets into his mind, even with his friends trying to be like, hey, maybe you should stop and think about what you're doing. He's still like, no, Xehanort said this, so it must be blah, 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 blah even though my friends are trying to tell me otherwise, they just don't understand. Because at that point, he's already getting closer to the darkness in him. I, I don't know that I can say too much more until I've played the next few worlds, which I don't know how many more I'm going to be playing. I know for sure Hollow, or Hollow Bastion, Radiant Garden, which will probably take me a couple hours, I'm guessing. And what else? Radiant Garden maybe the first world of the next bat. But yeah, so we'll have more to talk about 
about uh, Terra's route next week. Hopefully we'll see some more information about Japan D23. They're apparently giving away tickets that include access to the Kingdom Hearts fan event, which is, I think, on the, that Sunday of D20, of Japan D23, but you know, it's one-day tickets with access to that one event. So, I mean, if y'all, oh my god, cat, your ass is right in my face. Um, <laughs> if y'all are interested, uh, I believe that's on, oh my god, uh, KH13's Twitter. There's information on that, or I'm sure you could just Google it and figure it out. Because I don't, I did not have the link saved. And also now a cat is sitting on my shoulder so, and pff, waving her tail in my face. Good lord. Please do not fart on me, I swear. I think that's gonna do it for this episode. I know it's kind of short. Kitty, thank you for getting off. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of short. I thought about doing one of the character or world analysis by myself, but I already talked so much about Tara and everything. I, I kind of don't know that I want to go into that, uh, at least not by myself. Uh, hopefully next week when me and Helen are recording together. Oh, I know. Um, Helen's not here and I haven't really had a chance to run this by her yet, but uh, I am thinking about running a uh, live recording of the show at Fanime, probably just like a half hour panel or something, we'll see. And just doing like a Kingdom Hearts Live recording and just talking about the game, basically. Um, I haven't sorted out, you know, what I might want to do with that, but obviously that won't, that's not going to be until way far in the future in May, uh, around Memorial Day, because that is when Fanime takes place. Uh, so yeah, if you guys would be interested in that i guess let us know or if you think us doing live recording would be cool also let us know and don't forget we stream on saturdays the links to all that stop cat i'm trying to close out the damn podcast can you wait five seconds before you're like getting into everything yeah okay um so don't forget, we stream on Saturdays. We will be continuing Tara's route in Birth by Sleep this Saturday. Um, hopefully, uh, it'll, I guess it'll be a little late, because this will probably go up at the same time or after the stream has taken place. But I'm sure the, week, uh, the weekend after that, we will still be, still be doing the same thing. Other than that, you know, make sure to tell your friends. Um, leave us nice comments on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, whatever you use. And we'll see you next week, hopefully with both of us. Bye, everybody!